0: Welcome to Season 7 of the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping coaches, teachers, and leaders of all types become their best through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosberg. Each week, we'll discuss inspirational, impactful, and motivational quotes to help you become your best as you work to lead your teams to become their best. So make sure you've laced them up tight, you're focused on your target, and you're ready to dive in. To today's great quotes for coaches. Well, hi everybody, welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. And today we move on from the series that I did for what was it nine episodes on per- the series on perfectionism, and we move into now. Um, well, not a series. We're certainly, I'm just going to be, uh, you know, coming to you each week for a little while with, um, you know, uh, quotes like I, I normally do, I guess would be the way to put it. Although, uh, gosh, I've done my share of series with you and for you. Um, but, um, and I, I, I'm, I'm even hesitant in saying it that way because I may end up doing something with, that might be considered a series. Uh, that today is I'm kicking off, I guess, but it's not really a series. Let, let me explain. So I think I've told you that I, am, I was hired to be the uh, varsity boys basketball coach at the school in my town. Um, I was hired this summer. And uh, this will be my third time uh, at this school as the varsity boys coach. I was also a varsity uh, head coach in the uh, Chicago area, at the first school I ever taught and coached at, Carmel Catholic out in Mundelein, Illinois. And then uh, I was varsity coach here in Livingston, Montana, Park High School, then varsity head coach in Darby, Montana. Uh, well, excuse me, Darby, Montana, then here. I was a freshman coach here in Livingston for a year. Uh, Darby, Montana, then here. Uh, and then a the varsity girls coach in Granger, Washington. And then Varsity Boys coach back here in, at Livingst- in Livingston uh, from 2010 to 2015. And now I'm it again. And what I'm going to do, um, I think what I'd like to do is because one of the things that I, I do as a head coach is I create um, with my teams, we create our, our work to create our culture. It's something that we talk about uh, in the presentations that I do with Proactive Coaching being intentional about creating your team's culture and the identity that you want your team to have. And um, we start our season, our practice starts this coming Thursday, so you'll be hearing this on Monday, the 13th. We start our practice, our tryouts, on the 16th, on Thursday. And, And what I've been doing with the team over the last five weeks, I think it is now, is at uh, at our some of our open gyms. Prior to those, we we meet for an hour. Anybody who wants to to come in and um, help build our team's culture, we meet and we talk about. We've been talking about what it means to what's the kind of culture that we want to have, and we've been establishing our core covenants. Uh, and I'll talk more about core covenants uh, probably next week or the week after. Whenever I, I start doing this, what I'm saying isn't necessarily a series, but. I will certainly be doing quotes uh, based on the core covenants that my uh, my team, the boys on the team, and us as coaches have come up with. And so I thought, um, since this is the first week of the season, I'm going to read a quote today, and I can't remember, I know I've done, I've mentioned this, and I, I don't think I ever did the entire uh, the entire quote. Maybe I did. But we're 191 episodes into this podcast. That's amazing. We're going to hit 200 episodes in nine weeks. That's, that's amazing to me. Um, I don't believe in the 191 episodes, the 190 episodes that I've done prior to this, that, um, that I did this quote. But I, I referenced this uh, at the start of the series on perfectionism. And during the series on perfectionism, when I was talking about Dr. Brene Brown and her book, Daring Greatly, and now some of you are going, oh, I know what quote he's doing. And I imagine a lot of you use this quote with your teams. Uh, And if you don't use it with your teams, you probably use it for yourselves at various points during whatever sport you coach during your season, because you will be faced with your share of critics. And this quote is so powerful and so helpful for us to get through those difficult moments. And so, it, of course, if you have if you have not figured it out by now, the quote is the, generally it's called "The Man in the Arena" by Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, please forgive the um, you know the, the the focus on male gender. Of course, this was written probably in the right around 1900, and you know we all know that the world was uh, in America, where Teddy Roosevelt, of course, is from. Uh, it was very focused at the time on men being the leaders and the people who were the doers of the big things. Of course, we all know what a crock that is. Ultimately, that it's both men and women. Anybody can be you know, this person who, a person who is a leader and a great leader, um, just think about our world today, think about the world, uh, that we've lived in for however many years and how many, you know, great leaders we've had, um, who have not been men. Uh, And so, uh, but at his time, the focus was on, you know, how the man is in the arena. Well, when you hear man in here, just say to yourself, person, um, you know, because it, it makes total sense. So that's my little disclaimer on Teddy Roosevelt's um, <laughs> dare I say gender issues. there's no way I should say that right now should I? His idea that you know about this being the man in the arena. but it is such a powerful quote. It's a long quote and so what I'm going to do is talk, I'm going to read it and then I'll talk about the various parts of it, okay um, And here's why I wanted to do it. Now, because I'm going to use elements of this with my team this year, We're, we certainly have our core covenants. We've chosen four uh, key values for us to focus on, and I will talk about them and the quotes that I use with my teams uh, with my team throughout our season. I will be talking about that in you know my upcoming episodes. But this uh, concept of daring greatly is going to be kind of the underlying foundation for a lot of the things that I will be doing with my team this year. Uh, And so, without further ado, here is Teddy Roosevelt's quote, The Man in the Arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. We'll be back after a quick break. The coaching conversation, 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. My gosh, (laughs) there is so much great stuff in here from Teddy Roosevelt. And as you read that, how can you not, I get chills every time I read that. How can you not get motivated? How can you not feel the power in that quote? Yes, it's a long quote, but what a great concept. So let's break it down, let's look at it. First of all, this is where so many of us who coach, Love this quote right from the start. It's not the critic who counts. You're going. Those of you who are finishing up your fall sports seasons or just finished them, you had your share of critics. I'm sure. Uh, if you didn't, congratulations. You. You. How did you do it? Uh, you're going to have people who are going to criticize your moves. It's just part of coaching, but it's part of leadership. Period right? Unfortunately, it's just part of life. You get just people who, that's all they do, is criticize, okay? Uh, Those of you who are about to embark on your winter sports season, like I'm about to, uh, actually, I'm already in the middle of one of them. I'm coaching middle school girls basketball right now, a much shorter season, and we'll be finishing up in a couple weeks. But the high school boys, as I say, start this week. And I know I'm going to have my share of critics who think I should be doing this, and why did you do this? Okay, it's not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better you're going to have those people up oh, there you go you failed there you fell apart there you know if you don't only done okay if it's if those are the people who only do that they don't know what you know they don't deal with what you deal with you got to put them aside I am my, my my stepdaughter gave me the new Arnold Schwarzenegger book, um, be useful, and I'm I've been reading it, and I I just the last two days was reading about the naysayers he's talking about and talking about the people who they'll just always they will always be there. They'll tell you, you can't do things. And why would you do it that way? You're never going to do it. And it was Arnold talking about people saying, yeah, right. You'll never be an actor. And, you know, you, you can't act. You're just a big muscle man. You know, Mr. Olympia, you, you, you got the wrong accent, all those things. And his whole point was I'm not listening to them. Okay. That's these people, you know, pointing how the strong man stumbles. That's perfect for the Schwarzenegger uh, concept uh, or the doer of deeds could have done him better. You know, when you think about Arnold Schwarzenegger, then he left I and mean, he moved on from acting and got into becoming, wanting to make a difference in politics, whether he agreed with his politics or not, he became the governor of California. Who would have thought that a kid from Austria with that kind of an accent who was just in people's minds, just a, you know, muscle head uh, would become that. And so, It's not those people that matter. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena. And so we start to focus on who is actually doing the things that we're talking about. Okay, And who is that person? That's a person whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. And of course, you don't need to take that literally. You don't have to have dust, sweat, and blood on your face to be considered the person in the arena, but think of the various arenas that you are in, that you are competing in, whatever that might be. You're working in, all right? You're actually in there doing it. Don't worry about the people who are standing out on the sidelines. We'll talk more about them in a minute. Who strives valiantly, okay? This is the person who is trying to do his or her best. Okay, and then here's something you've heard me talk about numerous times, especially when I've done John Maxwell quotes, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. The true effort in this world, people, you're going to have failure. You're going to make mistakes. Things are not going to go perfectly. I just got done doing a nine part series on perfectionism it's not going to happen. There's going to be failure. But that's the person who is most important, the one who's in the arena with his face or her face marred by dust, sweat, and blood, striving valiantly, and making mistakes, failing, coming short again and again, because there is no effort without error or shortcoming. It's going, you're just, it's part of the deal but who does actually strive to do the deeds. The people who don't care that they know there's failure going to be part of it. That's okay. But they actually strive. They look into the face of potential failure. They understand there will be mistakes and they say, okay, bring them on. Let's see what we can do. Let's see how we can strive to do what we're trying to do. And let's see what we need to do to improve and to achieve what we want. Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, great enthusiasms. You have to come to the things that you're doing with enthusiasm, with, as we like to say, your motor running. You bring enthusiasm to any endeavor. And look out, watch how you can attack that endeavor. And then the great devotions. What are you devoted to? What are you committed to? What are you willing to put everything into? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? You know, some people would say what I'm about to do for the next four months, "Eh, it's just a sport. Um, uh, I would beg to differ. First of all, it's a worthy cause, you know, on, on its most basic levels. Hey, we're competing. We're playing a sport that we love, and I'm coaching in it, but we're we're trying to compete against other people and see how we can do. Okay. But more than that, we're competing against ourselves. We're trying to become the best version of basketball players and teams and teammates, but ultimately people that we can be. And so I'm trying to help young men in this case learn lessons on life through the sport that they love to play. And I'm also trying to help them compete and win, of course, that's a big part of it. But as a coach, if that's all I'm after, I'm I've I'm a little sh- I'm quite shallow, okay? I think there's a worthy cause here. I'm trying to help teach these young people Lessons that will help them then go on and and be able to attack life and enjoy life and deal with what life um, throws at them. Uh, I'm trying to help teach them perseverance, uh, discipline, uh, being a great teammate. And you, you know it. I'm probably preaching to the choir when I say that. I'm trying to help them be the best versions of themselves and ultimately then help our team become the best version of itself that it can be. I think that's a worthy cause. And here we go. Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? Oh, I would love that. That would be at our best. We, if we became our best, we're going to achieve in a high way. Now notice he didn't say winning, you know, some kind of championship, war, whatever he would have been focused on. He's saying the triumph of high achievement. High achievement can mean a lot of things. So as I go into this season with my boys, okay, yes, of course, we would like to win a state championship. We would like to win a divisional championship. But those might not be in the cards for us. I don't know. I'll know four four months from now. But I do know that we can achieve and work to become the best we can be. That's what we'll focus on. And if that leads to us being Divisional champions or state champions or some kind of champions or whatever our record is and we win a lot of games, whatever. That's great. But there's so much more to high achievement than just did you win a lot of games? Did you win a championship? You know, what can we achieve together? What can we do to grow and become the best we can be? And then the other side. Who at the worst, if he fails... At least fails while daring greatly. Okay, so he might fail. That might be part of it. Okay, we're going to have failure, absolutely, no doubt. Okay, and yet do that while daring greatly. We go back to Dr. Brene Brown from last, uh, from you know the this last uh, series on perfectionism. Okay, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. He's down there in the arena, Teddy Roosevelt said giving everything he has to that, to this endeavor, whatever it may be. For me, as I'm, as I'm saying, it's about to be, you know, a four-month uh, high school varsity boys basketball season. And then he wraps with, So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. The people standing on the sidelines, the critics who are up in the stands and this is where we as coaches really also feel this they're not down there trying they're not down there with you trying to be you know trying to create some experience for those kids they're not with you those of you who lead other types of teams trying to help people have the best experience possible and again whatever that may be okay they are the cold and timid souls who sit up there or sit behind a computer screen uh, and type up stories or articles, or go on to um, you know, television shows, radio shows, and just want to blast you know um, athletes and coaches and whatever. And don't get me wrong, I listen to those shows. I watch those shows. You hear me talk about Colin Cowherd and people like that. Yeah, okay. They're not out in the arena, though. They're not the ones striving valiantly. As Roosevelt says, they're not the ones who are out there in the arena whose faces are marred with dust and sweat and blood. They're just sitting out on the sideline taking pot shots at the people who are actually out there doing it. And so I love the way he put it, that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. You can't know either of those. If you don't, get out there and try. I've been sitting on the sideline, uh, so to speak, uh, f- as far as varsity competition goes, for the last uh, eight years, I believe it is. Probably eight years. But I don't take pot shots at, at coaches and players. I have my, you know, as I'm watching, I have my criticisms. I have my, hmm, why would they do that and whatever the team was in that. And then I say to myself, well, I'm not there every day with that coach with them at practice. I don't know. I don't know what going on, what's going on. I don't know what that why that kid isn't playing. Maybe something happened this week at practice. Who knows? Well, I've decided when I, when I was approached uh, at the start of the summer, yeah, it's time to jump back into the arena. And like I said, I've been coaching middle school boys and girls now for these last eight years as well. So I've been in that arena. But about to get a whole lot um, (laughs) a whole lot thicker uh, jumping back into the varsity competition and I can't wait I am so excited for this I am so excited to try and do what Teddy Roosevelt is talking about here and try and help my boys do what he's talking about here most importantly daring greatly giving everything we've got to this endeavor and trying to become the best version of who we can become so that's what I'm going to be trying to do um, over, you know, the course of this season, and like I say, I'll be bringing that to you um, a variety of in a variety of ways. But the main way will be through the core covenants, the core values. I'll talk a little bit about what our core covenants are. I'll I'll be coming uh, to you each week talking about quotes based on those values, those covenants that our team has chosen. Uh, For this season, so I think I'll do it with um, we've got four of them I don't I don't think I'll just do it in four episodes I'll probably spread it out over a few episodes a few more episodes because I'll have multiple quotes that I'll be working through with my with my team Uh, And I'll just kind of have you along on that journey as well with those various quotes as I'm we're trying to um, Help our team and really instill in, in in them and in us uh, what those those four different um, covenants, those four different values are that our team has decided. Hey, this is what we want to be known for. This is what we want our identity identity to be. So yeah, I'll be doing that over the course of however many weeks. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to bring that to you. Excited to get our season going, and excited to have you along for the ride. Um, yeah. So uh, you yeah, come back next week to see what our first core covenant is, and uh, and here's some great quotes about it. Um, On the great quotes for coaches podcast and I will bring that to you next week. We'll talk to you then Thanks for listening to today's episode Please do me a favor and leave a rating and a review and then subscribe to the podcast Ratings and reviews and subscriptions are really helpful in getting more ears and more listeners getting a chance to hear podcasts what we want to do is spread the messages of hope and inspiration from these great quotes to as many coaches, teachers, parents, and leaders of all types as possible. Also, check out our Slam Dunk Success site at slamdunksuccess.com and the Slam Dunk Success YouTube channel where we have much more for you to help you on your road and your journey to success. I look forward to serving you again next time with another great quote for coaches.